Welcome to the UDP Broadcast, a podcast where a group of friends get together and s- discuss gaming-related... I can't even get this right today. It's, it's only been three weeks. <laughs> I mean, where it's only been. Of, yeah. Where a group of friends get together and discuss gaming-related topics, offering informed and uninformed opinions. I'm Luminary, and I'm accompanied today by my co-hosts, the Nordic Cajun. Yo, yo, what's goody, everybody? Welcome back! The eternal barcode, I'm me. Hello, barcode noises intensify. And from the Emerald Dream, Crit Chicken. <laughs> I had to send them back from Florida. He went. <laughs> he went away, cuckoo. My barcode left. No. That's right. We've been traveling over the last three weeks. All <laughs> of us, yes, that is true. Oh, good God. No, bot. I thought we had a shield for that. What is that? That that is a bot who's about to be uh, Tar- locked on target. Band. Locked on target. And <laughs> and 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 fuck it. off! Oh, you, you need a sound effect. This is. Tonight. Oh, um. Yeah, actually, I have two of them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Come, bot. Come to me, so I may ban you. Come to butthead. Me six does not stand a chance. <laughs> well, and this, and <laughs> I have been known to delete me six messages. <laughs> so what are we doing this week? Now well, that we're back, we oh. have a we have a stupid sexy cat on our on our our screen here. What ha- what's going on? Oh, that's right. It's Dankwart's birthday today. For those of you who don't know, Dankwart is. Uh, uh, actually or allegedly a cat boy, depending on what day of Twitter you're looking at his profile. Fair. And it's, it's, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. In numerous uh, Discord servers, he is a cat boy. <laughs> and he's also the artist behind Ping the Cat, our UDP broadcast emote uh, cute kitty looking thing that you see. So. He's definitely not a death robot in disguise. <laughs> yes. Uh, with that in mind, uh, I want chat to spam them. Spam the kitty. Super J, don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> kitty. <laughs> Yay. That's what I want to see. All the pings. All the kitty cats. <laughs> so we do I'm... have quite the show tonight. We're doing things and stuff. Indeed. We are talking about, on episode 16, we're going to do Smash Pass... Yes. Yeah, that's that's a whole reason why I arrange it that way. And activate horny on main. Yeah, activate nope. horny on main. No horny. I will start banning. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you can't have like this little like a sticker to have like the little birthday hat on Dankward's head. Oh, well, I can I can enable the holiday features for that, and it'll be little witch hats on all of them, but they're all offset. <laughs> nice. Anyway, sit back and enjoy. The show. So, <clears throat> starting off with Smash, um, we covered uh, something similar for the Evo Tour um, a couple episodes back where Nintendo was uh, just explicitly no because that particular tournament was running with uh, modded games because you can't play the older Nintendo games over the network in a tournament type fashion without it having to be mod. This is also talking about being antiquated hardware. So emulation was just a thing. You can't really do it with 
you know, again, an, another conversation we've had, which is the modern community making magic happen so, and hacking uh, things to make it work so people can do stuff. But this time, it is a more prominent um, tournament called Smash World Tour, and they were notified that they can no longer um, operate their their tournament. Yeah, that's uh, kind of shitty. You get a nice world tour set up, you get a nice tournament going, and everything's ready to go, and then all of a sudden you're told, hell no. Turns out somebody didn't get licensed. Do your fucking licensing, people! Well, well, but here's the thing. They said they've been they were talking with Nintendo for 12 straight months. Don't you think Nintendo would like, hey guys, by the way, you didn't sign this paperwork for the licensure instead of just waiting to the very day of the tournament? That, hey, by the way, no. Or is this just how Nintendo works now? It's like we're gonna let them get all hyped for all the reasons in the world, get all these people get blank tickets, get their passes, get their points, their spots in the tournament. And be like, <laughs> you know what? Nah. Well, Nintendo was funny. You remember back when um, Nintendo was going on a band spree just on YouTube for um, just doing Let's Plays of their video games so they could, like, pump their own partner program? You remember that? that yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, no, it was terrible. But it's kind just of the worst. It's kind of the same thing. Nintendo doesn't care until they do care. And it's normally money-oriented, and that's fine, because there's money in licensing. Of course. Right. Everything, and one of the. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, license is important. Even with doing something like this, everything that you see in here is either made by me or licensed and have permission and documents to do anything. Commercial licenses. Like, that's, that's yeah. the point. That I can't be stopped. I've got, I've got proof. Unstoppable. One of the biggest problems people have is um, assuming every I has been dotted, every T has been crossed. And unless you've got a lot of checks and balances to make sure that's getting done correctly, you're going to run into problems where at the last minute, someone's going to be like, hey, uh, where's this piece of paper that says you're licensed for this? Oh, you're not. Well, sucks to suck. I'm but actually surprised legal for, uh, ah, what's their faces? Uh, the organizer of Video Game Bootcamp didn't, uh, you know, check that. Like, that to me seems like a very important thing to screw up on. But even then, on Nintendo's side, there should have been some kind of communication saying these documents are not in our paperwork. Can you get those to us before you start even advertising? Not 12 months later before the event. I think a ball was dropped on both sides in that regard. And Nintendo, instead of trying to work with the tournament, just axed it because Nintendo hates. Well, they hate everything, but. Free publicity, I wonder, one. I wonder if it's also partially related to the fact that Nintendo may not view it as a quote-unquote their problem. Sort of like, it's, it would be one of those, you should have had your licensing sorted out, and, uh, you know, we threw you the rope, and you decided to hang yourself. Because I could see Nintendo doing that and not giving two shits, and, being, and just sitting there and saying, well, you didn't get your licensing done, well, screw you. Because it is Nintendo. They have gone after people for literally one frame of Pokemon in YouTube videos. Really? So, oh yeah. Like people post a picture of, that was happening a couple of years ago. They were posting like a, a frame 
or a picture out of uh, one of the uh, handheld Pokemon games. I don't remember which one it is because I don't play any of them. <laughs> and uh, people are getting copyrighted striked. And it's like, it's, it falls within fair use. Like, fuck your hat. But mm-hmm. no, that's, uh, that's the MO of Nintendo. Now, thankfully, that's kind of loosened up a bit because there has a, been an explosion of Pokemon YouTubers recently. And they're all great people. I've talked with a couple of them. They're fantastic people, and they're making great content. And Nintendo seems to be letting them just do their thing. It's like they choose, I hate to say they choose their battles, or they just choose the people they want to bully. It just depends on uh, how Nintendo feels at the time. You know, it might be related to how Twitch <laughs> uh, enforces rules. If you make enough money for Twitch, you can get away with saying just about anything you want, and they don't enforce the rules. And we've seen that countless times with accounts with uh, animals being abused and thrown, literally thrown or fed alcohol, uh, people wandering through forests full of uh, not yeah. friendly things that have happened, and still being allowed on Twitch. People literally having sex on Twitch and getting like a what five day ban? Oh yeah, what's her name? Yeah, people legit have sex on this platform and they don't get penalized. But God forbid you uh, are a small channel and don't bring in a lot of revenue. And, and uh, they, they make a good point in chat. They're protecting their IP. I get that. I, I understand that they have Nintendo has a crap ton of intellectual property, but they're not consistent on how they go after people about it. No, of course not, because, you know, it, I, I think it comes down to literally how much money do they feel they can make off a, a produ- like a content producer versus uh, just shutting them down and not having to worry about it. Well, considering how much actual uh, original IP they actually produce, or rather content involving their original IP at, at their frequency, I'm surprised that they're still in business. It's the licensing fees that are carrying them, and if you, I don't remember if you... You remember when the Wii was released, and the uh, oh yeah, the complete uh, garbage pile that was foisted onto that console for mm-hmm. third party support. That I mean, I played Wii hockey, so that's all I know about it. Yeah, so they, I, that's just one of the things that they were doing to really protect their um, their IPs because, or not their IPs, but their platforms and licensing and what because it got crazy. And uh, didn't the GameCube have the disc spin backwards, like counterclockwise instead of clockwise? I don't know. That's a good question. I vaguely remember hearing something stupid about that as a method of, like, copy protection. Let me go double-check that. Yeah, that that sounds like something they would do, too. Say, hey, we're <laughs> going to go backwards. Now you really can't use our shit. Yeah, they had, like, a custom-sized uh, uh, CD. They had all kinds of stuff for that GameCube. But uh, now, in, in that same subject, though, I was... I caught little bits of it on Twitter. Apparently... The uh the other team the other group in there the, the the Panda Global is that what they're called? Yeah, they they um they don't seem to be innocent in the situation. Well, um, I've seen a couple of people t- tweet about it and saw the quote unquote apology letter or statement letter from Panda, and it is bullshit. Oh, it was a rumor that they were going backwards, but not actually founded. Because apparently, if you popped open the lid of a GameCube, you would see that it's spinning the right direction. Uh, I stand corrected. Well, uh, to Pandas, I didn't get uh, that far into it. Um, I know that it was the SWT folks that were alleging that Pandas sabotaged 
the actual <laughs> licensing, or not licensing, but the actual ability for them to host the tours and whatnot. And mind you, this tour, they, they were supposed to have one coming up on, what was it, December? It was um, sometime in December in San Antonio. I think it was like the 9th through the... Um, through the eleventh, or was the seventh through the eleventh? It was uh, it was a good four day stretch, and the prize pool for that was like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars mm-hmm. for the winner. And I know that uh, they were planning on doing it uh, next year in twenty twenty three for three hundred fifty uh, three hundred fifty k, which would have been great. But according to the SWT folks, Nintendo was just like, uh, "No, you can't do it." So they had to cancel the tournament in san antonio and any future tournaments after that and they're looking to do full refunds and whatnot and travel arrangements for those affected by it which is going to it's going to cost an arm and a leg just to even do that because their their turnout is ridiculous it's, good on it, them for trying to compensate people though oh yeah no that's it's really good it's just insane because the nintendo has to open their eyes and see these other companies who are doing these massive tournaments to let these people who are actually good at the games that they've created make an actual living off of this like you your street fighters your tekkens your mm-hmm. call of duties your league of legends all these people have these huge ass prize pools for these people that put in you like people who play smash like even starcraft and shit like that right mm-hmm. massive prize pools and the wow arena tournaments and stuff they're massive prize monies and for Smash players who really get into it and really put their metal behind their craft, that's all they do. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're learning up to the frame of how your, their characters work in the game. They dedicate everything they can. And it's, it's equivalent to the golden child being great at everything. But then when they try to do the one thing that their parents don't want them to do, they get their ass beat. That's what it feels like about every time a Smash tournament tries to get going. I mean, it got knocked out of Evo because they didn't, because Nintendo didn't want it at Evo anymore. And uh, Nintendo's going to eventually keep doing this so many times that they will start becoming archaic and falling into the past. It's going to happen. You can't ride Mario and and Pikachu's tails forever. You have. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but they're they're also uh, a Japanese-based company, and the Japanese culture is based solely on tradition. This is the way it should be. You shouldn't do it any other way, and it's very hard for change um, culturally for uh, Japanese to accept. Like the older Japanese, um, I I was reading up on this in an article somewhere talking about Japanese culture, where um, where their children are actually doing things more efficiently or doing it differently or bypassing certain things and you know they're they're just not happy they look down on that because of the hierarchical um you know i don't know how to call it i don't have a name boomers it's called boomers lumi yeah the 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 senpai senpai system right yeah yeah but the thing is though capcom comes from japan Street Fighter comes from Japan. That's where it originates. And they're making hand over fist. Street Fighter Six has their second closed beta in two weeks. And people are clawing through their screen to get their names on the list fast enough to be able to start getting good at this game because they know this game is going to be huge, especially on the tournament scene. And it's been like that since Street Fighter 3. Really? 
when it started when it started in freaking small ass arena in on uh, uh Battle at the Bay is what they called it uh, before it became Evo. Started there, that's where it got big with Justin Wong and um the beast uh, I I'm gonna forget his name, of course. Um the the big Evo moment where he parried every single one of Justin Wong's kicks and the crowd went nuts. You can look at it. It's called Evo Moment 37. That lit the fire for Capcom to say, oh, we have something here. People love this. People want to get behind this. So from Street Fighter to Capcom versus uh, Marvel to um, branching off into Tekken and everything else coming out of Japan, they started marketing the fire out of how good it is to get into these communities. And Nintendo has a chance to ride that wave but instead, they want to drain the fucking pool. You know it, what? Just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Slow you know what that whole safe. thing reminds me of with Nintendo? Hmm. Think uh, early 2000s and Napster in a very specific uh, oh, metal God. band. Oh, man. They got mm-hmm. slightly upset. Uh, and then think of the digital revolution that's happened ever since. It, it, to me, it's, it, it's also behaving like Microsoft when it came to Internet Explorer. When the internet first came around, Mozilla Foundation created Netflix, or Netflix was, or not Netflix, um, Netscape. And I think Netscape may have been its own company at the time. But either way, so Netscape and AOL got on board and they're making their own web browsers. And Microsoft executives thought the internet was going to be a fad. And that's the same impression I get from these Nintendo execs where it, they, may, they might think that these video game tournaments are just a fad. So why invest in them? Meanwhile, you have esports, right? And that's... Exactly. Oh. It's, it's almost like they don't want to believe that people don't necessarily want to play Pong anymore or they don't want to play like Super Mario Brothers on a Nintendo Entertainment System. It, it's really just, to me, smells of, like, like we've been saying, boomers who just don't understand that times have changed. And then meanwhile, all the new kids on the block are saying, hey, look at what we're doing. Look at the communities we're building. Look at the fan base we have. And oh, yeah. Nintendo is systematically given their fan base reasons to give up on them. It's kind of oh, like, yeah. you know how like the Buzz people are like, don't you guys have cell phones? And oh, then I'm yeah. like, oh, God. And then I kind of like look over and I'm like, haven't you guys played RuneScape? <laughs> God. I mean, we want Diablo thing. 4. It's going to be Diablo Mobile. What the fuck? Don't you have cell phones? Ugh. Talk about not being able to read the room. Diablo Immoral. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. happy about it, too. They were really trying to force it down the audience's throat. There was like no major reception, no clapping. Like you could hear crickets. Like, yeah. It'll be I should have held up like an old brick Nokia phone and be like, how can I play Diablo on? On this. Also, just out of curiosity, notice how ever since that whole debacle went down, you haven't really heard much about uh, Elder Scrolls Mobile. Wait, that was going to be a thing. Yep. Oh, Where they they, they were starting the, they were starting to hint that the next Elder Scrolls game was going to be for your phone, and the whole thing went with with Diablo, and then you ain't heard hair nor nothing about it since. <laughs> well, Elder Scrolls did have a mobile game at some point, but it, it was launched so quietly, and uh, I think even. Uh, Jim Stephanie Sterling actually did a piece on on that particular uh, thing. It was it was years ago, like uh, what was I'd give it um, maybe four or five years ago. 
Yeah, about it. And it was mostly terrible. It was littered with <laughs> microtransactions, as you would expect. <laughs> yeah. So it was trying to be Raid Shadow Legends? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Take swipe at possible future sponsor. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I am not taking any sponsors for this. <laughs> Nope, this is coming out of my pocket. Nope. <laughs> this, epi- this episode brought to you by Raid Shadow. Pretty much. But, uh, but so what's interesting is Nintendo actually released a statement on what they were doing. Um, what was it, yesterday or today? Because this has like, been going on for quite some time. Um, that um, they did not request the cancellation of the 2022 championship events that SCBT had planned. Uh, and, and they were considering the negative impact on the players who were already planning on to, to participate because, you know, not. And solely based, and, and their decision was solely based on assessment of proposals uh, submitted by the Smash World Tour and evaluation of unlicensed activities. So that's, that's an interesting catch statement right there. So they were operating at the grace of Nintendo, and that's why licensing is important, as Amy has said. Uh, because if you have a license, so that license is revoked or it expires. Or because nobody ever reads the fucking license agreement, maybe your license agreement doesn't cover certain things that you're trying to do. They also called out that uh, their decision was not influenced by external partners such as Panda Global. I like how they, they explicitly put that out. I imagine because that was a name that was being thrown around. And uh, the decision to cancel those tournaments was their own choice so i don't know it's pretty much an official well, one official statement versus the other official statement so it's like hearsay almost except it's in writing nobody knows what happened we just know somebody said no somebody was like oh i have to cancel all this stuff and then the other party's like yeah 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 no we didn't say that at all you could totally finish up before so and yeah here they are refunding tickets to everybody who want to go to the event well, you know, at least they're at least they're offering refunds and travel arrangements. Like that's huge because travel right that's, now is expensive. Yeah. Well, that and it's way better than what was that stupid music festival that's supposed to be on that island that Kanye West was involved with that went oh, broke and like Coachella. Fire. Yeah. Oh. No, it, was it Coachella? The fire thingy. Yeah. It wasn't fire. Burning Man because that Burning Man actually goes off without a hitch usually. Fire festival. Yeah, that's what it was. That trash piece. I mean, you had, you had the worst. There's no bathrooms. There's no food for us. There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we spend a lot of money for VIP, and we don't have anything. Poor babies. Well, like I, that- I do enjoy the uh, the the no food, but the no toilets is like a health and safety thing. I don't care if you starve to death. Just don't shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Which place? That's important. <laughs> Starving. I'm all about the health and safety. Yeah, star- you know, starving, starving is humane, but getting uh, getting syphilis through shit, nah, not gonna happen. To be fair, or, there's not gonna be a lot of pooping going on if you don't have food. Well, I mean, you'll end up vomiting. That's true. At, at, at some point. So, I mean, th- there is definitely health and safety because someone's gotta clean up all those bodies, and you want the less amount of goo around possible. So somebody, is that somebody is speaking from same, ex, from example? <laughs> just, just that's the same place that had the ball pit, right? I'm not allowed to play The Sims. Yeah, just, just imagine it's The Sims, and you remove all the bathrooms from the house, and you remove all the doors. Like that's, that's oh no, it was like my brother that was pools. playing. It was it was like my brother who played uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, and he didn't put in the uh, 
the bathrooms until dead last. I just make them all go for a swim. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> well. And then death drops by, and he's my best friend. You would be in cahoots with death. You would be. Did, uh... We broke Lumi. <laughs> yeah, I did, uh, yeah. The, 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 the caffeine had a hiccup. Lumi.exe has stopped working. Please reboot. Well, maybe I should give it a pass. And, uh, well, speaking of pass, let's talk about last pass and that shenanigans from the, um, from the event in August. I think it was actually first reported by last pass on the 22nd, if I remember correectly. Yeah, a security yeah. breach. Uh, do you want to lead on this one, Naimi? Sure. Go for it. As soon as I click the button with the thing and the stuff. So, uh, way back in, as I scroll down here, August, August 25th, uh, LastPass's CEO put out a message on a blog post saying that they had detected some unusual activity two weeks previous. And they were engaging uh, authorities and uh, cybersecurity experts. One thing they had determined is that the unauthorized party uh, had gotten into the development environment, not the production, but the development environment, and compromised uh, through a uh, single compromised developer account. Turns out that was a contractor. Make them regular employees and not contractors. Employees care, contractors don't. What? Um, <laughs> labor rights but uh yeah so they stole some of the source code they got access to technical information thankfully though the way people's passwords are set up including the master password uh there's no direct interaction between the passwords and LastPass's systems so they actually don't ha even have a hash of your uh passwords whether that's the, uh, the the master password or any of the uh, vault supported passwords, they have none of that. So they have no access to it. So even if someone did steal a vault, you have no easy means of access to it. And it would take you at this point in time, several years to get in. So at least that part was all right. And they've been updating it uh, throughout the summer. And as late as last week, uh, they've been trying to be as uh, transparent as possible possible with this whole thing and they're working to understand the scope of the incident right now and this is as of their uh, november 30th uh update so they've engaged uh mandy into leading security firm and uh they're still engaged with law enforcement they're trying to figure out where uh the intruder got and how far and what all was accessed and in the meantime, they can still, they can confirm that the actual product itself and the services are fully functional. They also double checked all their production uh, code to make sure nothing was injected and it came back clean. So there's, I do have confidence uh, in them still. There's, they're probably the most transparent company I've seen when it comes to security breaches. And I suspect as more and more people um, move to password managers because obviously remembering passwords, it's hard. I suspect we'll see more and more attacks on password management companies trying to get access to those user vaults. And that is the reason why it's important to understand how they're storing your information. Yes. 
Yeah, LastPass has a very robust system in how they store but don't touch slash don't store your info. It's really cool. You can read up on it on their website on how the architecture works, but essentially comes down to they really can't help you if you ever fuck up your password. <laughs> yeah, they'll send a, they'll send a re password reset e to your email account, but if you don't have access to that email account, well, yeah. you're screwed. Especially yep. since LastPass is holding your password for it, that would be terrible. That, that's the whole <laughs> thing about like single points of failure that like really irritate me. I know that they call their um their 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 system where they don't know what anything is the zero knowledge architecture because everything mm -hmm. is offloaded to some cloud provider somewhere. Right, as far as storing all of this stuff, but it's still separate from the key, um, the master key, which is interesting. Um, yep. But single points of yeah. failure in anything you do, you also got to ask yourself, why are we even talking about this in a gaming podcast? Well, because people use password management. True. I do. I, <laughs> when I was working for a, an old boss of mine, we had one that he was so paranoid, he made us change the password like monthly. Because yeah. he was so afraid that his quote-unquote intellectual property, which was a bunch of empty websites, would get stolen. So I understand the paranoia, especially when something like this would happen. Um, I have, I'm not going to... No, never mind. Let's <laughs> talk about my like, own password. for the person on the bus? I, I, I've thrown him under the bus many times. I don't give a fuck about him. I'll talk about more of my password habits. I'm not going to talk about those tonight, though. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, ever discuss your own password habits, but in general... Using generalized terms and uh, things you can find on security websites and generalized uh, good practice or best practice is a, a good way to discuss it. But yes, you brought up why we use that or why we're talking about it in a gaming podcast because password managers are pretty much in use everywhere by a lot of people. I know pretty much all of my passwords are managed by LastPass or held by LastPass. So unless they were to suffer a significant breach, I'm not going to move my stuff out of their uh, holding or out of their vaults. And that's the other part about this too. It happened in their developer environment. And you did mention that it's completely separate from their yeah. prod environment, which means it's on two separate networks. They're not connected. It's own circuit. It's its own circuit. It makes it nice. And, it was and a that's best practice too. Oh, yeah. And there was a saying floating around the office. It was, um, everybody has a test environment. Only a few have it separate from prod. <laughs> the number of times. So for those of you who don't know, prod is a IT term or short term for a production network. So it's like what your customers see. That's what, uh, you know, anyone visiting your website sees that production environment. And then your developer or dev network is supposed to be something completely separate. So when you break something on there, uh, you don't affect customers. Indeed. Yep. So there you go. Um, I, I'm, I'm still using those stupid things. Uh, like, I, I, I don't like the idea that there's, a, that there's a single point of failure. Right? You lose one password, you lose access to everything that you have. That is scary. That was always the biggest fear of mine. Like I accidentally put it, hit fat fingering something twice because my my ass would do it one like to confirm the password and then fuck it all up twice. 
and then have to go talk to him like yeah about our passwords um copy paste <laughs> if you're no, i'm serious like if you're ever worried about typing out a very complex password very few websites block the clipboard so go to notepad or the run window windows key r in case you forget not that i've been doing all that that all week um and type <laughs> the password out there where you can see it in plain text and then just select all of it copy and paste it into the two windows if anything, some websites will detect that it was copy pasted and won't let you click next until you delete the last character and retype it manually, and then you're good. Well, this was me when I was a wee lad of 24, so that that I was a bit more skittish around computers than I am now. Oh, so. I've been okay. We won't talk about how long I've been doing that for. <laughs> longer, yeah, longer, old. yeah, longer than me to the 15th power. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well i'll go with that but yeah the single point of failure is what what bugs me and and I, but don't get me wrong like there's organ they have like enterprise grade you know password protection for your enterprise that's that's fantastic it's trusted it's backed it's it's bonded whatever it is you need to know so and i don't know that's just me it's just like the idea of like i used to know all of the phone numbers that i've ever ever had to dial I don't know a single one of them. All I have to do is memorize mine. So you know what happens if I have to call somebody that's important? I look in my contact list. Exactly. What if you forget your phone? Uh, what if you are arrested? Well, you see, the problem, the problem with me is I remember phone numbers very quickly, usually within dialing at once. Uh, it's the same thing where if you type your password in front of me, uh, I'll know your password, and that's terrible. It's like kachink. All right, it's been scanned. I know now. Yeah, basically, because I go out of my way to look away when people are typing their passwords. Uh, but I've been in been in a few situations where looking away was not possible, and it was sort of like, God damn it! <laughs> I, don't I now know can ruin things. your life. I'm sorry. So at the well, yeah, broadcast land party. We just got to make sure Imi is uh, on the opposing table. Yeah, that's fine. I'm cool with that. But uh, don't but worry, I still run packet capture and I monitor all <laughs> network traffic on my network at home. Uh, give him a, give him a, a blindfold until we're all set up and ready to roll. Yeah, don't use facial recognition or biometrics because uh, they're not that reliable yet. They could still be faked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, until fingerprint biometrics can't be faked anymore, uh, I'm not going to trust them. I don't remember how well facial recognition biometrics can be faked. I think it really just depends because um, there are folks out there with similar features as you. I mean, not necessarily the black lines and whatnot, but like people. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention, if you have a picture of somebody on your phone, you'd be like, ka-ching. Right. Well, I remember when they first started coming out, I think it was Apple that had an issue with theirs, where you could just hold up a picture of someone, like of the, the phone owner, and it would let it go through, like, oh, hey, that's you. I, know I think it was Apple. I want to blame Apple just because I hate Apple. Fuck Apple. Well, I know that uh, <laughs> with Windows Hello, and they were really pumping that, um, I think that uh, you're... Your camera had to have some sort of IR scan 
or something like that. Kind of like the same stuff that uh, Seta uses to uh, motion track their hands would be mm -hmm. used to also verify the depth and construction of your face. Neat. Yeah. So, well, turbo nerd stuff tonight. Yeah, pretty much. Speaking of I enjoy face, <laughs> uh, here we're going to be using Nord's face here in just a second. Are you is it time? Yeah, I, I think it is. Go ahead. All right, let, let me go get my shit. All right, go, you go do that. <laughs> God damn, Pilk. So if he pilk. cut it the same way that I did, he's not going to be disappointed. At first, it might hit him like, like, oh, this is interesting. But I think as as you get in that little rabbit hole, you start liking it. It's weird. Indeed. As soon as you get that camera on, I'll do the transition. So, Pilk, what is Pilk? Grit, you want to lead on that one? Tell us what Pilk uh, is. It's like Pepsi milk, but mostly Pepsi. In the same it's kind of like a deconstructed, uh, like a melted, not really melted down. It's not really frothy like um, a melted uh, float, but it's kind of like the same idea. Fair enough. Gross. I think it sounds disgusting, but also, yes. also I, I think of mixing stuff with milk like uh, I think it's just synonymous with me for a, um, have you ever heard of a trash compactor? No, yep. but have you heard of a cement mixer? Ah, that same thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I figured that's where you were gonna go with that. Yeah, it's where you. Uh, <laughs> now we're it? talking about booze tonight, people. Yeah, Games you. and booze. Well, I, I know that uh, <laughs> that Nordic is gonna take it a step further and uh, do a Jaeger shot in it. So I just. Oh. Oh yeah, we're all gonna witness just, it. No. <laughs> so just. just... <laughs> Like I said, I'm not angry if you actually go to twi uh, Twitter. I made someone on Twitter um, say, no, no, no. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Poor Dylan. All right. I see a Cajun, so let's get All right, I got the stuff. All right, let's hope everything's still aligned. Yes, we're still aligned. We're Let's good. cross our fingers. We're going in. So, so, so before you go in, and you should, like, did you already port and whatnot, or are you going to do that here live? Oh no, we got plenty of time. I'm taking my sweet ass time doing this. All right. Well, tell us about what it is you're about to do. Would you read up on it, or on how you need to mix it, or anything? Well, according to what uh, Crit was saying, and what we saw with uh, old Lindsay Lohan, uh, she poured the the Pepsi over the ice, and then poured the milk on top, and then started sipping. I don't think she added the ice, but I added it to actually, like, you know, give it more of that chilled thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, I'm going sans ice because I'm about to chug the fire out of this. I have my Pepsi here, and I have my – hit the microphone. I have my tall <laughs> – Punch the mic. Shot glass of milk. All right, Joe? That works. And I am, uh, to quote one of my favorite TikTokers, uh, Big Pike Mike, I am going to sinker and drinker, as it were. So I'm going to pour the Pepsi, and we're going to do this live. All right. What we need is, like, uh, inspirational music playing in the background. or like you know. I have the tiger. Done. 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 Let's see. Um, I have... Um, Just do uh, it. Do it. Uh, well, hell to the fuck no. <laughs> courtesy of if the emperor had a text-to-speech device oh i've got the perfect thing if it tastes disgusting it makes him cringe oh 
I've got that ready to go. All I right. really hope it. Pepsi is loaded some... into the chamber. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn off push a talk and go. It'll just activate it so y'all can enjoy the, all the all the sound effects. Dude, give me one moment. That's a good looking mic, by the way. I don't think I've seen that mic. Oh, this is this is this is my arm boom high. Oh, look at that! He's a cute little mic. He's got like a short little stub and everything. It's like this. Uh -huh, <laughs> cute. I don't chub mic. All right, y'all can hear me. <laughs> no, uh, we, we can hear you. <laughs> God damn it! Here we go. You know right. what to do. The oh, you're gonna drop it in there like a bomb. All right, Jaeger <laughs> bomb, baby. We're going big. All right, there's a cut on that side. I'm gonna turn it around. You should right. call that the Jaeger bomb redeemer. Watch it. Too in chat, right. man. All right, here we go. Three, right. two, one. Oh, he didn't even mix it. Oh, oh. no, you don't have to mix it. <laughs> oh, I gagged. Well. Lindsay Hallohan doesn't mix it. She just drinks it after she pours it. It's not bad. He's processing. Look at it. You can see, like, I, if I could put up, like, the math <sighs> gif on his face right now, I totally yes. would. Yes. I just gagged. It, like. It, oh. it, it tastes like a poor man's Coke float. It really does. That's what I was saying. Really? Like, like I, I, was expect, I was expecting the milk to be kind of off-putting. But once it hits your palate at the same time with the Pepsi, it tastes just like a Coke float. It, it, it goes in smooth. It's actually not bad. Uh, next time, I would probably try to sip it. But, yeah, that's why I was doing, like, slowly. But I had to be different, of course, and do the whole Jaeger bomb situation. But it's not bad. It is not the worst thing I've ever put up. Uh, not finishing that statement. <laughs> <laughs> not finishing uh, that statement on. live on chat. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe follow it up with some alcohol. There you go. Mm. But it, it wasn't bad. It really wasn't bad. I, um, it, like I, I'm not disgusted. That was probably the first Pepsi I've had in like I was telling me years. So that's probably going to come back to bite my ass soon. I can already feel the bubble gut starting. But, well, but what have I been saying on Twitter? I said the same thing pretty much. It's like you know, I'm not disgusted by it. You know, and that's when they're like, no. <laughs> I I. Thoroughly, I'm disgusted by that. You don't like Coke floats? Oh, I I like a Coke float, but I'm no. Just well, Coke floats are. This is just a Pepsi sink. It's great. It tastes delicious. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, I hate Pepsi with a passion. It Ooh. is just. It tastes like flat Coke. Whew. Like um, just awful. Now, now, now it begs the question: What would that? What would a Coke taste like with this? If it would actually come across as, as tasty too. Now, now you got me curious. That gummit crit. What? <laughs> Look what you started. I was just gonna like every week from now till uh, whenever he's done sampling every booze in, known to man. He's gonna be testing that out. How about this? We're gonna start a Twitter poll every month. We're gonna have one sinker and drinker of whatever y'all want me to try, and I'll do it live on stream. How about that? You, you know what? Maybe. I'm down. I'm down with that. All right, that was fun. That was really fun to chug that and just to get that flavor hit you. All right. Well, I tell you what, you make it happen. Like you set up the poll or whatnot. If you get if you get responses and make it happen, we can we we can pull up the Cajun cam. Let's do it, baby. Oh yeah, I have to find do it live. Like, have you ever had um? What is it? Sprite with sherbet ice cream. Mm hmm. That's tasty. Oh yes. That's very tasty. You people um, are weird. It's. <laughs> 
It's not. You're just it's, too. Uh, you're too normal. How about that, sir? If I'm not mistaken, actually, I knew about that from elementary school because um, back in New York, we had uh, we liked the inclusiveness of actually learning about people's cultures because New York is such a mixing pot. So one of my classmates that came from Haiti uh, brought up the um, the sherbet ice cream with the the Sprite. So we tried it in class for like a, a potluck type thing. And I, it was one of the best things that they brought to the potluck. It's the citrus, the citrus with the, with the, with the, um, the sherbet just tastes really good. It's really tasty. I know I, I used to work with somebody who had never tried actual ice cream and only had tried sherbet for their entire life since they were a child. I was like, you poor baby. <laughs> Talk about a rocky road in life. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's your pun. Cheers. We've been waiting for one all night from you. <laughs> Facebook.exe has crashed. Out, and needs out, outside of Pegnog. Pegnog. <laughs> we should do that for Christmas. <laughs> oh, my. UDP after dark. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to have the UDP only fans for that. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. You have your milk. You have a cut of eggnog. And then you have your... Your Pepsi. Mm. <laughs> so, oh, that was but, fun. So that's it. We've got the pilk out of the way, and it wasn't pickle milk; it was Pepsi milk. So next time, I heard, wait, 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 I heard you guys talk about. I heard you guys talk about pickle milk. What happened? What was going on with that? Yeah, I think next time I'm going to try it out of a pickle straw. Oh, there you go. No, what you do is you just get a glass of milk and drop a shot of pickle juice and chug it like I do. No. <laughs> That's you can, you can like, would, you use, like, would you use dill pickle juice? Yes. I, I don't eat any other kind of pickle. I hate bread and butter and I hate sweet pickles. It has to be a dill pickle. Talk about Justin Bryan. Just like uh, relish has to be God a relish. God damn it. What? What? God damn it. Did I do that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, no, I mean, it, uh, uh, had uh, replied or retweeted uh, my tweet about, um, uh, you know, that we were going live and whatnot, and he hashtagged Pilk, and I was like, well, what's even in that hashtag? And I looked it up, and I saw Lindsay Lohan all over the place, of course, you know, doing her, her patented smile, and mmm. Mmm, so dainty. Right. I'm sorry. So they actually photoshopped... Uh, Lindsay Lohan as one of those Nico Ark things drinking the pilk. I saw that. And that made it even worse. <laughs> I was like, I, damn it. I entirely, entirely blame Dankwart for everything. Always blame the cat. Oh, of course. <laughs> this is all because of the, the, the two cats next to me. We this this is their fault. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, no, there was I don't like know a... if he's still like if he's around today or whatever, if he's gonna pop in later, but I do wish him a happy birthday. Yes, Merry yes. Birthmas. Absolutely. Merry Extraction Day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, were removed, you were removed like a tumor on this day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's well, fitting it's parasite actually, removal day. It's actually fitting to have a glass of pilk on his birthday to celebrate his birthday. Since oh. we don't have a we have to we have to clip the the whole singer and drinker just for him so he can enjoy it with us. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, go get it. So, all right. No. So this might take some time. We've been gone for three weeks, and I know Cajun has some stories. I'm going to save him for last, so that way he can tell us all about his two weeks in Scotland. But uh, there was also some other things going on. I was out of town in Nevada, uh, helping family. 
it wasn't really a pleasure trip, but I got to see family I hadn't seen in a few years, so that was exciting. That's pretty much my story. But let's go ahead and start off with the uh, the barcode and the chicken. So tell us what's been going on. What what what, what have we been doing? Uh, Thanksgiving was here was eventful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I flew I flew down to go see uh, curry chicken, and I have had so much barbecue, and I need to sample all of it. Oh yeah, he had the boom boom good. chicken, or not chicken, but the boom boom uh, shrimp over at Moho's. Moho's, Moho's yeah. chicken is good. So, it was. Holy he he crap. actually wants to get a, a winter house over in St. Augustine just for, for that alone. Yes, just for we, the barbecue. <laughs> and then there's the lore involved in, in uh, St. Augustine since it's the oldest established town in the United States. We ended up kissing underneath the tree of eternal love. <gasps> that's adorable i'm gonna be sick because <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a tree sweet. that's there's a tree that actually is two trees kind of like spliced together and the the lore behind it is if you actually kiss under the the tree of eternal love then your love is supposed to be a thing for like ever you like an eternal barcode yeah hell yeah um so we went to augustine there was so many places that i didn't want to take them but we didn't have a chance um just gives more reason to come back like every weekend what (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was great uh at first it was like uh i actually got to the bag claim before he did and stuff like that so i was like hey you know you probably don't know where your bag bag claim is but it's probably going to be at this gate here so he actually came up to me and pounced me and almost knocked me over. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I had like I know what she looks like, and I had I, I saw someone who like as I was looking from behind, so I saw her. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's her. I want to make sure that if I'm gonna run at that person and you know hug them, I'm not hugging some random stranger. So I was trying to like awkwardly move to her side so I could just see her face to make sure it was her, uh, without looking creepy. And it was really <laughs> fucking hard. <laughs> but as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh yeah, that's her. Whack. It was hard to identify him because he had his mask on. <laughs> but I did find out why his flight got delayed. Oh, <laughs> goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Yeah, Hello. so we were up maybe 45 minutes to an hour into the flight. And on the PA, as it would just happen to happen, a call out for medical staff was made on my flight. And of course, <gasps> since I paid for internet, uh, I had fun yammering about it the entire way down. And so I was wondering, you know, I was, I was just warning her that, you know, I might be late because, you know, we might have to land the plane because there's medical emergency, whatever. Uh, there was both a physician and a nurse, and uh, both of them were able to help the patient. I ended up speaking to uh, the, the nurse, or sorry, the, the physician uh, when we landed, and she said uh, every time she's flown, she always ends up on a flight where there's a medical emergency. But what had happened was um, some kid got something where he shouldn't have, if you want to finish that uh, crit. Oh, there's okay, so many orifices that could be Okay, so I found out about it. I was worried at first or whatever, and then I was at the baggage claim. So one of the grandparents of the child was actually waiting for them, the family, at the baggage claim. So I overheard, like, yeah, I know what happened on the flight. So I was kind of like eavesdropping a little bit. He's like, As yeah, uh, my grandson ended up um, not following the directions of the make sure that your your trays are in the upright position because he was enjoying his soup. 
and uh, he ended up spilling hot soup on his crotch area. Ooh. Like I was said. like, and that's going to be one for the memory book. <laughs> Instant PTSD for flying from now on. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's like, you think for a second, like, where'd the kid get soup? And it's like, there's a Tim Hortons in the, uh, you know, airplane in the airport when you're past security. So, I mean, it's Canada. There's Tim Hortons just about like every six feet. So, yeah, you probably got to, you know, soup from there and he'll learn. Probably never going to do that again. Well, he learned today, boys. <laughs> he learned today. Like, I no. never want to have soup ever again. <laughs> There'll be flashbacks. What are we having? Stew. Isn't that like soup? No, no, no. no. It's, it's just thicker soup. It's thicker and can be way hotter. Guess you could say he's going to stew on that memory for a while. <laughs> there it is. And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> oh man, if somebody could do the Cleveland voice, that'd be great. I can't, I'm sorry. I yeah, I I can't do that one. Awesome. Any other th anything else interesting happened while uh, uh between barbecue and whatnot? Yeah, it turns out her dogs love me. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like always, I made that's... instant friends with her dogs. And yeah, they were just like, oh, I want all the attention from you. So like every time we went and visited uh, her, you know, her family for a couple of times. And every time I was over there, the dogs were like, it's the barcode. Meanwhile, my mom's dogs actually usually bark at my father. So I'm just like, looks at barcode, remembers dad, looks at barcode, remembers dad. I'm like, oh. Well, that's how you truly know that you're you've fallen for the right girls when the animals love you too. That means you're in. You're oh, completely yeah, in. <laughs> Plus, also, uh, Cosmo made a trip to Canada. Yay! He did. Yes. It was Cosmo. sweet though. Like I I brought over Cosmo to um, you know, to have his own bed in the the hotel room, and <laughs> yeah. like the the lady that was housekeeping would always like tidy up around and make sure that Cosmo was extra tucked in or whatever. Oh, <laughs> it was really adorable. Cause I had thrown him under the covers. just like tucked him in just to, you know, have a fun little picture. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't hotel tucked in tight or, you know, the tucked in tight that my grandparents would have wanted to see. Whoops. And uh, yeah, so we went out, we came back and he's like perfectly tucked in. It's like, Oh, and then we yeah. also protected a lady's job for the most part because we were at Olive Garden and this one, you know, really snobbish couple decided they wanted to complain to the manager, LOL, because at the very beginning, the, the waitress was like, hey, at the very beginning, do you want this to be on a split check? And at the end of their their order, they're like, oh, no, we want a split check. I'm like she mentioned that at the very beginning and you guys are being difficult now and they're saying that they were saying that she is rude and whatnot so me and barcode had to uh essentially save someone's job for the holidays sounded like they were pulling a nintendo yeah 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 it was really stupid because it's like everything they were saying was categorically wrong and i hate when people try to uh, you know, make up for their own shortcomings by blaming other people. Like, if you fuck up, you fuck up. Just, you know, mention that and, you know, accept it. So if you forget to ask for a bill to be split, then just own it and go, yeah, sorry, can I get it split? 
it's a little bit extra. It might be a little bit extra for the uh, the wait staff, but at the end, you're just demonstrating you're a decent human being, and these people clearly weren't. No. I wish them a happy destroyed automobile. I pray that they're. I don't care if infested. I pray, that, I pray that their crotch be infested with the fleas of a thousand camels and their arms are too short to scratch. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. You're welcome. Funny. Mm-hmm. This is why we're friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good. So what about you guys, Nordic? And uh, unless I missed something, what did I miss? Huh? Um, I spent four days traveling, two days there, two days back. Um, it was really boring. I'm old, and I found out I can only do about 10 hours at a time before, like, uh, I have to be very careful. So, <laughs> Fair. Like, uh, I think I stopped in Sky City on my way to Nevada both times there and back. But it was a beautiful drive during the day. It's terrifying during the night. And I think Flagstaff was probably the most terrifying out of it all going there because uh, the temperature dropped really low. It started snowing. I'm on a mountain. This is the highest point in the entire trip, you know, 7,000-plus feet in the air. Uh, above sea level and uh mind you it, everything was everything was dry it was just blurry snowed the ground was too hot at that particular point for it to actually stick and the traffic on it of course was keeping the roads warm so we hadn't hit full swing snow season yet in the mountains it was still terrifying i didn't know what to expect what was coming up but once i actually hit desert again down in uh what was it uh kingsman arizona that's right the, the song should be going through your head now um, you know, just to keep it easy. But uh, other than that, it's it, it was it was it was really nice. I got to see my brother. I got to see my nieces and nephews I hadn't seen in over ten years. Like the, I think uh, my my nephew is going to going to one of the more prestigious uh, um, high schools to help him with his, uh, his photography, which is what he's doing. And I think my little niece is doing the same. But uh, everything's doing huh. fine. I got to spend other people's money gambling, and uh, I was just hey. driving. Not my money. Gonna use it. Not my money. <laughs> now, what I'm more interested in is what happened in Scotland. Tell in us about Scotland. It. Yes, it was a dream vacation slash makeup honeymoon kind of situation. Um, for me and the missus, we when we first got married, we never really had a honeymoon because we were. Um, young, young, dumb, and broke. <laughs> so we never really had one. Um, but now that we've gotten our lives on track, uh, she fell in love with the show Outlander, as uh, many people have in this nation. Uh, she even has all the books. Um, I know we already turned off the camera. I'll show it another time. She behind me, the whole collection of the books with a Outlander bookend is sitting next to her computer screen. Um, she loved, she fell in love with Scotland. She fell in love with the scenery. She fell in love with the lore and the history and the people. And a year and a half ago, she looked at me square in the eye and says, Jamie, I'm like, yeah. She goes, we're going to Scotland. I said, okay. <laughs> when this woman, when this woman puts her mind to something, it happens. And, um, the first time I saw it happen, not to prolong the Scotland trip story, we had just gotten married. We were we were big to the show True Blood, and there was a um, convention in Florida for it called Icon. And she she gave me the same look she gave me for Outlander. She said, "We're going to this convention." And in three months, she managed to 
scavenge every penny she could to pay for gas, room, board, and everything to that convention. So when she says we're doing something, I know I'm just going along for the ride. <laughs> at, at, at that point, I'm just there smiling because I know we're, we're, we're going. It's going to happen. Um, the flights there, uh, the from we had to go from Lafayette to Houston, then Houston to Germany, and then Germany to Edinburgh, which is the capital of Scotland. Um, the flight there was nine uh, hours over the Atlantic, and then an uh, hour and a half to Edinburgh, so not too bad. We slept most of the time, other than the three-year-old child I wanted to punt out the plane that cried every two minutes. Um, That's Scotland, reasonable. Scotland is gorgeous. Scotland is absolutely gorgeous. Like They have so much to see between just the landscape the cat they have so many damn castles like we saw maybe three or four and i was told there were hundreds i was like i believe it i believe we could we could literally climb up a mountain somewhere and there's a random ass castle that nobody's even heard of just chilling i believe that that's how scotland is and how they were um as they existed we got to we, we stayed in edinburgh the first night which is the capital beautiful city i got to learn how to drive on the opposite side of the road real quick um uh she was not allowed to because she's nervous driver as it is so getting her to learn how to drive on the opposite side of the road i was like no i want you to actually enjoy this vacation i'll take the brunt of the driving which by the way on the rental car that we drove they gave us a a receipt of how much we did i drove two thousand miles in a week what's that in real numbers uh i forgot what kilometers is uh i think i i drove about that it's like okay I know you remember our journey to like St. St. Augustine, right? It's about like a hundred yep. miles or whatever. So imagine about multiple trips of that. 30, yeah, right. 30, 3,220 kilometers. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, that's not just city roads. That's talking country roads and ro- winding mountain trails. Like at one point I felt like I was playing in Gran Turismo just because of the way <laughs> I was just flying around these curves in the mountains. Because at first it's weird, but then the moment you feel comfortable, it's it's open game. Because half the time there is no speed limit at all. Well, what? Yeah, once you leave, once you leave civilization and get out into the country roads and the mountains, um, I looked at the speedometer and it it said it had, it had the, the 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 cross sign over it said there's no speed limit. Go for it. Which, to be fair, you're not going to be going faster than. 30 or 40 around those curves anyway. Oh yeah. But on the straightaways, boy, I was cruising. It was so much fun. Um, some of the best things I saw while I was there, we saw the William Wallace Memorial. It is a giant uh, picture. The, um, the, the tower where Saruman lived in the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. that, that, that's how tall that mount that, that monument was. It was Eight. just, it was on top of a hill. I say hill top of a mountain. And it overlooked the valley, and across the valley, on the opposite side, it was Castle Sterling. And in terms of lore, that's how he saw the English coming to attack um, from that direction. Uh, William Wallace was a badass dude. He 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 pulled a Sparta against Britain. There was one tiny ass bridge in between him, uh, the rest of Scotland, and the British army. But the the bridge was so small, you could only go two by two. So these British guys are going over the bridge. And as soon as they get to the other side, Wallace is waiting there with his men and killed 
everybody who attempted to cross that bridge. So you either died on the bridge or you hightailed it home and got your ass beat by your commander. There was talk no about, in between. Talk about dying on that hill. <laughs> that was quite the hill to die on. Oh, yeah. And the river definitely ran blood, uh, ran red with blood. What the, uh, what the the lore says. Um, but was there a troll living under that bridge? Uh, yeah, him. <laughs> he was waiting. Um, Unfortunately, uh, that made him the hero. He became the the guardian, the, the 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 defender of the realm. I believe was the official title or guardian of the realm, uh, which is basically the king of the people, the the people's champion, as it were. And um, but then, of course, Britain does what Britain does: gets pissed, comes back full force, and slaughters his army. Uh, he barely gets away, goes to lobby for Scotland, comes back home on holiday or just to come bring good news or some kind of news, gets betrayed by one of the people that were actually on his team when he was there. And, of course, he gets hung, quartered, and, you know, destroyed for everybody to see, which only cemented his legacy and made Scotland really, really fight against Britain after that. So it was a, it was a very great and humbling experience to know that that kind of garbage went down even back then. That was in the 1200s that happened. Um, and not to keep rambling on, there's one one story that I know everybody's going to enjoy. It was the last castle we saw before uh, we ended uh, the day. Um, I forgot the name. I have to ask. I have to put it in chat later. It was a little castle that changed hands multiple times over history. Multiple clans had uh, owned that castle. And it ended with the um, the uh, the clan, the Grants. Um, this castle had been attacked by Vikings. It had been attacked by Irishmen. It had been attacked by Brits. It had been attacked, finally, by Jacobites. And the Grants sat there, you're like, they literally said, fuck this shit. They filled the bottom of that place with gunpowder and blew the shit up. It said, we don't want to deal with it anymore, <laughs> and left. <laughs> True story. I was like, they they pulled in America. I love this. <laughs> it's like too many place or too many people are fighting over this thing. Let me just end it. So exactly. <laughs> what you're saying is they kind of uh fuck, never mind. The joke dies. Oh, they kind of did something like this. Yes. yes. <laughs> something like that. Ooh. Um I really need an explosion sound. Yes, we do. We need a what the fuck? <laughs> That's what we need. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Researches. We're uh, we're planning on going back in 2025 because in Inverness, one of the big cities of the of Scotland, there's a castle literally in the middle of the city, and they're renovating it to be a big monument museum and tourist attraction. And we're like, "Yep, we'll be back. <laughs> we, we 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 shall return. And we're going to bring little man with us. At that point, he'll be old enough to understand, not to be loud on the plane, and um." It's going to be a good time. And and driving from the top of the Isle of Skye all the way back to Edinburgh was 250 miles for the last leg of the journey. I would love it, but I will never do that again. <laughs> That's a lot of driving, especially when it starts getting dark on the back roads of the country. I wouldn't do that in America, let alone a place I don't know. But it was great. Um, if you ever get the chance to go, anybody listening and anybody here, Eat. Haggis, haggis is delicious. I don't care what anybody says. Haggis is phenomenal. It's the best mince pie I've had in my entire life. And every restaurant you go to, if they have sticky toffee pudding, eat it. It is to die for. And that's the too long didn't read of the Scottish trip. 
Nice. Nice. That's supposed to be up front, not at the end. You know that, right? Uh, details. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like everybody had a good time, and we all made it back safe. So I guess it really comes down to... Um, I'm pretty sure because Christmas is on a Sunday this a year, Sunday. but yep. uh, I'm pretty sure we're not going to be broadcasting that. So I guess negative Ghost Rider. Anybody have any uh, trips coming up uh, between here and uh, Christmas weekend, or perhaps probably not. I'm going to be I'm going to be working, and uh, this is probably the last broadcast that you'll see me as a 33 year old. All right, you'll be a 33 and a half year old. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm going to be 34 in January. All right, fine. The first. Um, the only thing I'll be doing is we'll be taking care of the missus. She is actually having uh, shoulder surgery next Thursday. She, um, she uh, a couple months ago, she, when we first got our dog, uh, she the dog was still learning um, where to go potty and all that good stuff. We did. She didn't realize that there were a couple of wild chickens in the backyard, and the wait, dog was wait, still. Hold on, stop right there. You have wild chickens. I say wild. I say wild. Uh, they belong to somebody, but they had gotten out. But and they've been roaming our. They were roaming our neighborhood for a week. So I call them the wild chickens. They didn't. They didn't belong. They have wild donkeys uh, just on the outskirts of of uh, Las Vegas, which is why I was like, wait a minute, wild chickens is that a thing? Is there a sign for that or anything like? If that I have was the wild case, turkeys about forty-five minutes north of my house. <laughs> I guess they will some... actually attack you and attack your car. That's how like the moose moose do They're that. Just too, stupid. Oh, huh? uh, anyway, um, she didn't realize the chickens were back there. They've been going back there, and they 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 just rampage back there and eat bugs and whatnot. And Joyce didn't notice it, but the dog did, and. She had the leash locked because she was going to have the dog go down the steps and go use the restroom, so she could stay on the deck and just guard and just teach the dog where her limits were. No, the dog decided to do a uh, a, a super dog and fly off the back deck, and took Joyce with her. Oh, wow. yeah, there's not much to Joyce. So. No, thirty pound dog with that kind of momentum was pretty much me pushing Joyce's full momentum off the back deck, and it. It made her land on her shoulder, and it tore the tendon between the shoulder and bicep. Not, not all the way. It was it was just a minor tear. It's called a slap tear. Um, and she thought it was nothing at first, but then she noticed that three months later, she's still in. She can't lift anything above her head without intense pain. Can't go to the gym without intense pain. Doctor said, "Oh yeah, there's a tear right there. You need. I need to sew that, or it will continue to tear, and it will continue to get worse." So she says, sign me up, Doc. I can't live like this no more. So <laughs> next Thursday, she's going underneath there. She'll be she'll have a, a cast, not a cast, a sling holding her arm to her for six weeks. So I will be babying her and chauffeuring her and cooking for her and cleaning for her and all that good stuff. So that's what I have looking forward to during the holidays. Gotcha. Being husband husband mode. <laughs> good. Well, yeah, just to bring up some legacy Lumi stuff, I want you to say these words to her. Are you ready? Yep. No dying. Yes. Not allowed. That's correct. I will let her know that the day of. Let me told me to give you this message. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Not allowed. <laughs> Perfect. I think with that, that's pretty much it. Uh, anybody else have anything else going on or need to need, need to get out of their system? Is it? It's, been, it's been three weeks. I mean, I was going to say if we ever get something together, whereas me and you know. Uh, I mean, decide to tie the knot. We were thinking about having a 
Emerald White Jean. wedding. No, no, Emerald Wedding. Oh, Ooh. Emerald Wedding. Oh, you're going to make my ass have to get back on World of Warcraft? <laughs> Shit. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. If? No, it's a guarantee, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> I can hear her blushing it, right now. I can hear it. I can hear it. Is it going to be like <laughs> alongside like, a, a stand-up wedding, or is it just... It could be uh, WoW-themed, like dressing up, kind of like, eh, you know, at least not really... Like you have to be oh like in casual not it doesn't have to be all out like you need to have like the best gear I'm gonna check your Raider IO score when you get to the wedding if you dress like you're your level one noob you're not a lot no well you realize Cajun is a used to be or maybe still is a professional cosplayer he did a really good Deadpool uh, one year mm-hmm. Oh, I, I mean, too have Nordis. a Deadpool. Yes, sir. <laughs> I have a uh, submachine gun for. Well, it's an MP5 or MP4 sitting in my closet. It casts resin and it weighs a fuck ton. Dang. Uh, to to this day, it was my favorite cosplay simply because the Mrs. Wynn as Harley Quinn. So it was noise. the best couple thing ever. But yeah, if you do like, if you want, if it happens to be just in WoW, sure, I'll show up. I'll, I will buy a subscription to come watch your wedding, but if you do it in real life, I will come fully decked out in cosplay. Oh, yeah, we were we were like, thinking about IRL, yeah. Yeah, I will come fully decked out as either Loktar orc, or I will come as a, a knife elf, night elf, whatever y'all decide. A knife elf. I'm gonna knife come elf. as an overworked dad and uh, a night fae. Engineer. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong so, with no. you? Not enough coffee. Uh, I'm gonna come <laughs> as a uh, Angie's or licensed cream. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no, that, sorry. That's my Halloween costume. It's no, that's the vows. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You just gave me an amazing fucking idea. You accept these terms of service? I yeah. do. I, I I will actually rewrite the uh, GNU public license to be wedding vows now. Oh, oh my fucking god! <laughs> All you gotta do is tell and it's gonna be like nine pages to read. <laughs> Oh, no. I will hit the check mark and move on. <laughs> do you accept the do you accept the license terms? Next, just have someone in the back just yell out next, <laughs> next, next. I do well, not just, agree. Just give us a good year's heads up, so I have plenty of time to plan. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That way, I can break it to the wife that uh, <clears throat> I'm going to Canada. That also means oh, Canada. At that point, we're probably going to be what is it? Dual citizen, so either either or whatever works. Yeah, that's exciting. That's awesome. I at least I'll have like a residency to... permit in the U.S. Well, we look forward to the I don't know about that dual their citizenship. You're not ready for it. Not that kind. Of, not ready for that kind of commitment yet. I, I don't think <laughs> you want to pay taxes in two countries. He wants True. To, he wants to. Yeah, just, you, just not one America. country is good enough. You should probably do the country with actual health care support. You know I mean? Correct. 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 That's true. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Okay. Best it decision was... ever I made was to go down and see her. Yep, I agree. I wasn't even there. <laughs> awesome. to see to y'all to seeing her tweets about y'all's adventures was like, oh they're so damn cute especially when holly was like get around i'm like we're already in and they're she's in like, it, <laughs> i mean we have a hotel room is that what you mean what a room you too and she's like cringe <laughs> all right i think uh we need to go ahead and terminate
the local recording for this podcast, and we'll continue on. I'll go hit up a hit up a later chat, later people. So, all right, which is he who's ironically playing Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers, fucking hilarious. So, either way, give us a good follow. Gordon Cajun, Luminary Weekly, Imy Twenty One, and Needs Espresso, and possibly Pilk. Pilk. And possibly Pilk. (laughs) Uh, on Twitter, and uh, everything else you need to know about us is in our description on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash Luminary Weekly. Again, it's been great, and we'll see you again next week for another adventure of a crit chicken, a barcode, a Cajun, and um, a Minecraftish looking uh, dude. Dude. So, <laughs> have fun, everyone. Bye-bye. And SQL yeah, database. And one more thing for the road. Again, a very happy birthday to Dan Court. Merry Christmas! Happy Attraction Day!